Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, welcome to season three of the backpacking podcast jeremiah it's season three i can't believe it man but we're here in a life this is crazy we are now a year old yeah like when this is being heard we are a year old just a baby it's crazy man it's crazy it's been a good year oh yeah man i have been very impressed with uh the success that we have found thus far a lot of people they they really struggle starting off you know, whenever they're doing content creation, whether it's YouTube or podcast or whatever. And I think that the number one advice is like stick with it and grow. Yeah. And when I say grow, I don't mean grow in audience size. I mean grow in your your ability to execute those things that you need to to be successful. Whether exactly. it's quality production or content or consistency or whatever. Yeah. And I think what's been great, too, is just the fact that um, we've been able to connect with our audience. Yeah. I think I think we turned a, a little bit of a, cor- a corner back in uh, when COVID kind of was its thing and we decided to start doing some live streams. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now we're communicating with our crowd and with yes. you guys that are listening. Like some of you are watching on those live streams and we're getting to communicate with you in real time. And, man, that's just awesome. Yeah, I think one of the most powerful things is we're just an average guy, man. You know, I have a normal job. You have a normal job. There's nothing special about us. We go backpacking on the weekends. If we can get away for a little longer. We, we hang out with Mr. Backpacking with Jason Sir <laughs> as often as much yes. as we can. Hang out with fun people. Just have a good yeah. time, man. And that's that's what it's all about. Speaking of that, we just did that this past week. <laughs> yes. We went out to the Red River Gorge, <laughs> hung out with uh, Mr. Backpacking with Jason Sir and Jason Wish and his two boys and his nephew. Yeah, that was really fun. He melted his shoe. Oh my gosh. I, <laughs> I got that, that whole thing. Video. I put it in my video. I put too. it in my video. Yeah, that was hilarious. He so, melted it back, though. So here's the story. Here's the story of what happened is uh, we're sitting around the fire, and all of a sudden, Jason goes, Oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and we look over, and he has melted the front of his shoe. He had stood on it after he had set it by the fire. Yeah. And the plastic was so hot that it formed to his foot. So his foot had left like these indentations. Yeah. In the front of his shoe. And so he's sitting there with a shoe that is now molded to look like garbage. Now, did, was he standing on that? I think he was standing on his shoe. He was standing on off. the shoe. That's what I'm saying. He was standing yeah. on the shoe, and that's why it looked like that. Rookie mistake. I can't believe And he's not a rookie. <laughs> I know. Like, he's way more into this than we. I mean, he's been doing this for years, and I we've know. only been doing it for like a few years. He's an FKT-er, man. He's real deal. Yeah. But he, he, he screws his shoe up, and so I hear from out of the side of my ear, I hear Jeremiah say, Dude, why don't you just reheat it and see if you can mold it back? <laughs> yeah. And so he goes, "That's a good idea," and he does it. He does it works perfect. It works. It's fine. Yeah, I've done that, man. I have. You get your uh, shoes too close to the fire and let it sit there for too long. That rubber or plastic or whatever it is, I've done yeah. that with my Lone Peaks, my first pair. It's got a little bitty place next to uh, your pinky toe on each side. It's supposed to kind of guard against bumps and stuff. You melted them. Oh, it will just sink in, man. Oh, that's awful. I should have done what he done, though, and unmelted it. 
See, I'm so weird. I'm like, I'd rather have cold feet than melted shoes. So I'm really careful about it, and maybe too careful. Like that's, I'm not super cautious about a lot of things, but first, I don't want my shoes to go bad. You know what? You know what I think it is. Is one thing is impatience. Like, I think that if you set them farther back, we even used to make little clotheslines. Yeah. I know, I know, Devin's like this needs to be a meme. Jeremy, I was talking about on the long trail, <laughs> but well, on, I just, I just have to, I have to get in the, so people understand what that means. Yeah, Devin Ashby from the Backpacking Experience podcast. Uh-huh. He's a good friend of ours, and he actually said in a text to us, he sent us a text after listening to one of our podcasts. Yeah, and he said there should be a meme of you guys, and it says underneath <laughs> it that one time on the long trail. Jeremiah Stringer. Yeah. <laughs> so so just to give some scope there as to what you're talking about. Well, I'll go with it again. On the long trail. <laughs> <laughs> you know how That's you, great. Yeah. I know. I know. You know how um you can put up whenever you're like catfishing or something, or if you're even just slow roasting something around the fire, you can stick a stick that's got a Y in it. Right. Sticking right. into the ground and it's like a prop. Right. Well, we did that. We stuck sticks into the ground, and then we would take like 550 cord or bear line or whatever we had, you know, extra line laying around, and we would run it over those sticks to make a clothesline around the fire. Okay. And then we would hang our socks on it because on the long trail, it's so muddy and everything's so wet all the time. Yeah. Unless you dry out your socks and stuff, you are just in a perpetual situation of putting on wet, cold socks and wet, cold shoes. So it was our nightly routine was whoever was the first one to camp would make a fire. And then that was like, it was always the guy that, uh, it was Caveman. He had uh, through hike the AT the previous year. Okay. Huge calves. Right. Massive. I believe in that. I believe in people with big calves because I'm one of those people. (laughs) I I joke about not having calves. I have cows. (laughs) So it's like, I get it. I totally get it. 2,000 miles straight will do that to you, man. Yeah, yeah, I will. So he would go in and he would make our fire because he's so fast. You know, it was That's not me. No, it's not me either. I'm not not the fast guy. I'm the last guy. There you go. That's what they call me. I like that. So he would make us a fire and then we'd come in and... We'd all hang up our socks and, and dry those out. And I'll give you another little hack. Whenever you're at lunch and you're walking with soggy feet all morning, take off, even though it may suck, take off your socks and shoes and let your feet dry out while you're at lunch. Yeah, every time. Put those wet socks. Or um, we would also, on my backpack, it's got like little cinch straps so that you can do uh, trekking poles. You like hang them on the outside of your pack. We would stick our socks in those and cinch them up and let them dry on your back while you're walking. Really? You know, the yeah, sun, yeah. sun will dry them out. So you can kind of rotate your socks each day. It's not too bad. That's not bad at all. <laughs> That's not bad at all. I'm actually texting with Dan Becker as we speak. Oh, Dan. Had to get our, our, our you know monthly Dan Becker comment in here. Uh, Dan got a new camera. Oh, what'd he get? He got him a Sony A7C. He's on that Sony pony. Yeah, dude. It's and it's a pound lighter than his other camera. Now that's a big deal on trail. That's a big deal on trail. And uh but yeah, so he's he and I are just kind of texting back and forth. He had an issue where his camera um basically he was getting highway robbery. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Amazon or eBay or which one it was, but he ordered the camera online. It didn't come in parts of the camera package came in, but the camera didn't. And then he contacted them, and they said he was trying to rip them off because they said it was delivered, and he never got it. And some people actually do that, though. I had a buddy. Oh that yeah, he he bought a uh, 
a PS4 and an Xbox One. This is whenever they were like heavy competition. And one of them came in, and then he filed and said it had never came in. So yeah. I was like, man, you know that's pretty much stealing, right? You're f falsely claiming that something wasn't delivered, and it's like sitting here in your house just because you didn't want to pay for both. Needless to say, yeah. From there, there might have been some moral issues. Hopefully, he's not listening to this, but he got fired from work too. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I I actually had sent a a rent check to uh, when I was living in another town that I lived in, and, and I sent a rent check to my landlord, uh -huh. and uh, got the notification of my bank that it had been cashed and everything was good. And then I got a phone call saying I never paid my rent. Wow. Yeah, so I've been there. I've been there through that. I never, I've learned never let money leave the left hand without a receipt in the right. I know, man. Ever. Well, that's why, that's why the, having the, I'm looking at my face on your video right now. <laughs> um, but uh, I, 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 I liked having the bank account that told me it had been, it had been cashed. Mm -hmm. So I knew the money had been cashed. Yeah. So I knew it had been taken already. So yeah, so you had proof. I had proof that, that it had been used and I sent a picture of it. Yeah. And but still, yeah, it ended up being pretty ugly. Not a good situation. Yeah, you so, know what are you gonna do? Live and learn. Yeah. So, anyways, back onto some important stuff here. I mean, Dan's important, but let's talk about some important stuff. This is about us. This is yeah. Let's keep it real. It's, it's about the backpacking podcast. That's right. Not Ego Dan Becker centric. Outdoors. Not Dan Becker Outdoors. Center of the world. Speaking of you, what's that mean, dude? You've found you found some pretty cool success on YouTube recently. Yes, I have a, for those that don't know, I have a backpacking YouTube channel, as does John, and I don't know, like I said before, just consistently putting stuff out. It takes so long to have any success, I feel like. Yeah. I've been doing it for over two years, and I'm just now starting to pick up a little traction. Yeah, I'm about six or eight months behind you, so. Yeah, you're coming right up, dude. But here's the thing, dude. Here's the thing. I'm renaming my channel. Dude, the second time I've renamed my channel. Yeah, what is it? It was JK is Hiking. Uh -huh. Then I decided to go with my name, John Kelly. I've decided to change it, Riding Jeremiah's Coattails. <laughs> that's that's the new name for my new channel. Like I think that's what I'm going to call it. <laughs> what a it's terrible a, name. I'm going to do everything I can to be in every one of your videos. I'm just going to like start like, you'll be videoing like a talking head video, and I'm just going to happen to walk into your house just and be pop like, in. what's up, guys, and then leave. <laughs> So I'm going to do everything I can so that every time you put out a video, my face is on it somewhere so that people go visit my channel because of your channel. I, you know, I've been speaking of being in other people's videos, and that is a, a good way is connecting and collaborating yeah, yeah, yeah. with people. Mr. Backpacking with Jason, sir. Backpacking with Jason. Yeah. I have been in a ton of his videos as of late, and I would heavily suggest everybody going and checking him out. We're going to be having him on um Sometime in the near future. Oh, we got some pretty awesome guests coming up. Oh, yeah. Like, I, we can't say right now because <laughs> we want it to be kind of a surprise. We'll, we'll be announcing these soon. Like, you're going to yeah. hear who these people are. But uh, we have some live streams coming up. Yeah. And they are not with buddies of ours necessarily. We were, right. we're becoming friends with these people. Yeah. But they're not like just our buddies that we're getting online with and talking to. These are like hardcore backpacking icons yeah that we're gonna be getting on here which is exciting yeah some are very well known and we we had on i loved having jeff on if anybody hasn't oh jeff hasn't garmier that, yeah Gar, yeah garmier I, garmier i always say it, it wrong right. i still can't say it right jeff garmier you know what he did um as a favor for me 
No. He I have a friend that um Bridget and I met him, another couple, whenever we were backpacking at the gorge one time. Yeah. And now we're super good friends with them. Shout out to them. They're about to have a little baby. That's and awesome. uh I told her that we were having Jeff on. For those that don't know, Jeff is a uh a long distance backpacker. He's an author. And calendar uh, year triple crowner. Yeah, calendar year triple crowner. So that means he did the AT, PCT, and CDT within 12 months, all of them at once. Unbelievable. Insane. Unbelievable. 10,000 so, miles of hiking. I know. So I read his book and I was talking to her and she was like, she's heavy into reading, um, like through hiking books and that kind of stuff. So she kind of turned me on to his book. I read his book. I was like, we're going to have him on. She's like, no way. He is such a nice guy. What he did was, I was like, man, do you think that, like, she was uh, she was so excited that we were having you on. And she never watches, like, the live streams and stuff, but she said that she was going to watch this. And I was like, do you think that you could do, um, like, a short little 20, 30-second video that I could text her and be like, you know, hey, awesome, shout out to you, love that you're supporting and uh, congratulations on the pregnancy because they had been trying to get pregnant for a while. That's really cool. Yeah, and so he sent me the video, and uh, it was very special. And yeah, I like to say thanks to Jeff. For it's doing almost that. like uh, what's that app called? Cameo. What is it? It's uh, you get famous people to send you messages to people. Oh, I saw somebody do yeah. uh, Stan. No, it wasn't Stanley. Who's the bigger guy from the office? Kevin. Vaughan. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Kevin, I saw him do that for a friend of mine for their birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Some people are obsessed with The Office. Well, they should be. It's a great show. I think it can be quite unhealthy. No, it's quite healthy. Hot take. (laughs) Hot take. Hot take. (laughs) I think that uh, some things... You better be careful. Josh Ebersole may be listening, and and he may be giving you a phone call. Well, it seems like I'm the only... I'm the only person of my friend group, I guess you could say, or whatever, that... Is not obsessed with the office. Well, I'm not obsessed with it. I don't know, man. But I've watched You're, every episode. You just well, I've watched every episode too. Yeah, but I'm not obsessed with them. I know, but Josh, he downloads it and rewatches like while um, while we're backpacking, you know, laying in the hammock. Really? I always try to watch something different, and I make fun of Jason because he he had downloaded the Joker, you know, the yeah. newest Batman movie or whatever. That's depressing. He had downloaded it. And I remember one time I watched the first, like, 15 minutes. And then me and Bridget watched it a a long time afterward. And I was like, I feel like I've seen this before, but I can't place it. And I finally remembered. Well, he would just re-watch it every time. And on this last trip, whenever we were in the gorge. The Joker? The Joker. How is he not, like, clinically depressed from watching that movie? Yeah, it's the one that is about, like... Yeah, it's depressing. Yeah. It's a huge psychology hit. It's Joaquin Phoenix, right? I don't know what that means. That's the guy's the actor. Oh, I don't know, but he did a phenomenal job. Yeah. Well, anyway, about the office. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I don't know. That's great. I don't know, man. Kentucky education. Hey, let's talk. Let's talk gear for a second. Okay. Let's talk gear for a second because it's uh, it's twenty twenty one's coming up. Yeah. And uh, one of well, the things for the that people happens, listening, it's already twenty twenty. That's true. If you're listening, yeah. it's twenty twenty one. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Welcome to twenty twenty one. Yeah. So, what new gear are you planning on using this year? Oh, dude, what an excellent question. I like that. So I was blessed enough to get some new gear recently. Yeah. And I've tried out some of it. I tried out the Nemo Tensor Alpine Edition. 
That and, has got to be warm. Yes. So I'm I'm a bit confused and conflicted here. I have this Nemo Disco 15, and I have the Nemo Tincture Alpine, and I just now realized that my sleep system for tenting is both Nemo. And I'm a little bit conflicted because my sleeping bag has this spoon shape. So you got all this room to move around. Right. But the bad thing is, is it's so much more room to heat. Right. So sometimes, especially in the wintertime, I'll have that uh, hood cinched around. Mm -hmm. And I know you're not really supposed to do this, and I can't advise other people to, but mine has a draft collar, and sometimes I just put that over the hole and just breathe into the sleeping bag. Yeah. And I know that's bad for condensation. everybody does that stuff, man. Yeah. But it's really not good because it can make you colder, especially like if it's going to be super cold and your sleeping bag's getting wet because you're breathing in there. Well, you know what? You know what I've learned? At least with my, I, I have a zero degree uh, top quilt from mm-hmm. UGQ. And when I first get into it, it does condensate. But then after the inside of it warms up, mm-hmm. you don't get that. I don't get any more condensation. I slept with it over my face the whole night and it got, I got condensation at the beginning. Right. But once the inside of that thing warmed up to match my body temperature, mm-hmm. I didn't have any condensation on the inside of the bag from well, it. Well, some of it should evaporate through yeah. the down. Right. But I still don't think it's great for it. But I digress. My point is, is that I used it on our trip to Red River Gorge. I did the Lunar Solo by Six Moons Designs as my tent. It's single wall, so it got a little condensation. Yeah. I used the Nemo Disco Alpine, which has an R value of 4.8. And if you don't know what R value means... Pretty much the higher the R value, the warmer it's going to keep right. you. And then I used a... Can you explain something to me? What's that? Like, Nemo used to do a temperature rating. Uh-huh. Like, I have a Nemo insulated tensor. Yeah. It's a 20R is what it's called. So it's a 20-degree regular pad. Okay. Um, Why didn't they just go to temperature ratings like sleeping bags instead of R ratings? That's always been something that's interesting to me. Mm. Because the average person, you're going to go, it's got an R rating of a 3. Right. And if they're new to backpacking, they're going, is that good? Yeah. Why? I've always wondered why, instead of just going with a temperature rating. Yeah, like a sleeping bag. Yeah, that's obvious. Uh-huh. We go with the R rating for sleeping pads, but we go with temperature ratings for sleeping bags. I just find that to be interesting. I'm not upset one way or the other. Right. It's not like I have an opinion. But it's it's just interesting that instead of going with a temperature rating, they go with an R rating, which is what they use for things like siding. Right. Not signing, but insulation for houses and things right. like that is R rating. So I don't know if it's if that's the reason. I, I don't know. Sure, uh, I could see your point. You could go either way. On one hand, you could say, "Why doesn't sleeping bags use an R value? That way, it's consistent across the board." Because now they're coming out with tests for sleeping pads. Right. That that way, it's standard across the board. Right. And they well, to- and, the, and and nobody's doing temperature rating at all now because everybody mm-hmm. is doing the R rating. So that is a good thing. Everybody's picking one thing and going with yeah. it. Yeah. And I think because I think climate. And Nemo and somebody else, they were still doing temperature ratings while yeah. Thermarest and a bunch of others were doing uh, R ratings. And now, like, they're all doing R ratings. For the pads, you're talking Yeah, for about. the pads. Yeah. You know, on the other hand, I, I think that it's standard and there's, like, some official, I don't know if you call it governing body, but if you want their stamp to show right, that right, it's right, been right. tested by that company right. or organization or whatever, then that's what you're looking for. I don't remember what it's called. It's kind of like fair trade coffee. Yeah, if you don't if you don't practice fair trade principles, you don't get that fair trade stamp, mm-hmm. and so people can see it was an unethical 
coffee brand right. because you don't have that stamp of approval. Of course, that's that's just an analogy, right? We're not saying anything about the how ethical the rating is versus the R value. Oh, totally. Yes, Are totally. <laughs> totally all about the ethical <laughs> R ratings of... No, no, not doing You know, there is some unethically sourced down, though. There is sure. a Yeah, there is. And it will break your heart. If you if you want your heart broken, Google right now, like, where down feathers come from, and look at all those geese that have... They're, like, alive, yeah. and they pluck all the feathers. Yeah. I, I do not advocate for that at all. No, no. I was going to tell you about the R value, though. Yeah, tell me about the R so, value. So, I'm no scientist or anything, the person I talked to about this... You're not was, a scientist, but you're a mathematician. <laughs> I'm a mathematician, so I look at things very analytically. Yes. I asked my buddy Dan, and what Dan used to do for a living, and he actually owned his own business for a short time, um, was he was a person that would come in and do energy audits. So, like, the government would pay him to go in, and he would check your insulation in your attic. He would check to make sure that you didn't have carbon monoxide. He would put, like, um, tools around the door and it would suction against it so you could see how much air you're losing from the cracks all this kind of stuff he would check um like if you have bulbs in your ceiling like the can bulbs see how much heat is being lost from it rising through the ceiling so he's an energy efficiency like guy right so he's doing all this yeah so he knew a lot about it and i was like well tell me about the r value i was like the r value on this sleeping bag is or not sleeping bag but pad is like a 3.7 or something. It's rated for a three season. Right. And now this Nemo Alpine is a 4.8 compared to the Exerm, which is like a 6.7. I was like, that's a big difference. And he's like, well, all those ratings are really, really low compared to what you need in your attic. Right. Like, that's into inches and inches of insulation up there. So the right. R value is a lot higher. But your R value is actually measuring the transfer of heat. Right. Like how it conducts heat. It's like so, it's like radiant. The R stands for radiant, I believe. I can't remember, but there's a direct formula that you can punch in the numbers and get that R value. Yeah. So I'm I don't actually going to look it up while you're talking. Keep yeah, talking. go ahead. So I don't know. I also don't know the governing body, but I was going to tell you the 4.8 kept me really warm whenever we were at the gorge, and the temps were what? What do you think? Like 35 degrees? It's resistance. Resistance. Okay. The R value is the resistance value. So the resistance of of heat, heat to cold. transfer. Yeah. Yeah, because heat can be transferred through conduction. So that's touch to touch convection, which is the air rising, getting cold. Which bomb. is an air fryer. Or is that the way an air fryer works? It's a convection oven. Yeah. Yeah, that's why a typical convection oven, the air gets warm, rises, and then it falls back down, and then the the coil in the oven heats the air back up, and it rises up and gets cold, and then falls. So that's your convection. Or you can get heat through radiation, which is like fire or like the sun. Radiant heat. Radiant heat. So your radiation, convection, and conduction are your three transfers of heat. So anyway, um, my point is, is whenever we were at the gorge and the temperature was like 35, and I'm using this new gear, because you asked me what new gear I'm using. Right. Now that we're back to that. <laughs> I'm good at circling, <laughs> man. I can run circles all day around these words. There you go, man. So I'm using the Alpine. And my butt was really warm the entire time. Yeah. Never had any issues. Never got the cold butt syndrome. But the the 15-degree sleeping bag, one, I need to wash it. You know, the down is... You've had it for a couple of years. Well, actually, I had one. I returned it to REI because another one went on sale. Oh, okay. Yeah. Or that same one went on sale. 
So I returned it and then bought it again, and it saved me like 60 bucks. That's expensive. It's an expensive. They're over $300. Yeah, it's an expensive sleeping bag. Yeah, so probably shouldn't do that either. Sorry, Aria. But I'm a member. I pay my dues, you know. You paid your dues. I paid. You only do it one time, don't you? It's like 25 bucks, and then you're done. That's true, but I spent a lot of money at REI. Who hasn't, though, right? I never really had until recently. Actually, you know where I spent most of my money over the years was backcountry. Yeah. I, 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 got, I got hooked in with backcountry when I was doing Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, had, we had a group of us that were going together through this group called LifeWater, mm-hmm. and uh, they gave us a 20% off discount for the whole group if we use backcountry. That's a big chunk, man. Yeah, so it saved, because I didn't have any gear. Like, right. when I agreed to do Kilimanjaro, I had hiked one time in my life, and we talked about that story. Mm-hmm. I got lost with some girl, and <laughs> yeah, I, I thought she was never going to talk to now me again. Now she's your ex. Well, that's a good thing. But, <laughs> but like, yeah, so we had this killer deal with backcountry, so I've been using backcountry for years. Yeah. And a buddy of mine who I started hiking with, he was real big into REI. Mm-hmm. And so he started showing me some REI stuff, and then... Um, as I started doing YouTube, I noticed a lot of my friends in YouTube were using REI. And so a couple, about, about a year and a half ago, I got a membership and, uh, it's like 20 back. bucks. It's like $25. And, um, uh, now I, I'm not big on debt, but you can get their credit card and sometimes get a discount by, you can straight up just load it onto the credit card. Right. And then just pay it off while you're. Walking out of the store or whatever online. Yeah. Just to immediately pay it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, and then get it's an a extra, pretty good deal. Yeah. REI has good stuff. Backcountry has good stuff. Moose Jaw, all those things. Yeah. I would definitely shop Camp around. Saver. Camp Saver, all those sites, even Amazon. Like yeah. you just need to look and see which has the cheapest gear. Although, although I I tend to want to go with an outfitter if I can. REI I, I don't have on a problem backpacks. With Amazon. I don't have a problem with Amazon or anything, but mm-hmm. on a lot of stuff, unless it's like a cook pot, I don't care. You know, that's whatever. Right. But if it's gear. Like actual yeah. gear, I, I wanna I wanna get that from an outfitter because especially like with REI or backcountry, you've got people you can call and talk to, right? And they actually know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, you know something about this because you just did a video sponsored, yes, by backcountry, which is blowing up. Yeah. So now that's where that new gear came from. I guess technically we sponsor this episode. We don't have a sponsor for this episode that we're recording no, right now. No, there's no sponsor right now. Shout out to Backcountry. Thanks for sponsoring that video. And it's blowing up right now in terms of what my performance is, it, it has been, you know, in the past year or so. But it's very, very, very exciting. Just try to stay humble and uh, help where I can. You know, yeah, man. Try to give good advice. Yeah, it's been doing really well. I mean, you got like seventeen thousand views on that video, man. <laughs> That's it's pretty exciting. awesome. That's pretty awesome. Okay, so new gear. You're, yeah. You've got that. I, I tried out a piece of new gear that actually probably isn't even mine. Like uh-huh. I'm not. I think we're sending them back. But I actually tried out the War Bonnet. Uh, what, what was the tarp? The uh, so Thunderfly. Thunderfly. Mm-hmm. The eleven foot Thunderfly tarp. I was expecting to be disappointed. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know, because I really like my UGQ tarps. Yeah. And, and I mean, I really like them. And I, my winter dream is still my favorite. If it wasn't so heavy, I'd just use it all year long. It's mm-hmm. just it's just heavy for warm weather and, and all that. So, uh, But, man, that Thunderfly was nice. It was easy to pitch. So do, that has a different shape than a typical? Yeah, it's it's kind of like, you know, the one, the winter dream that I have uh-huh. has doors on either side that go all the way down, uh-huh. uh, which is great in the wintertime because there's no drafts. Yeah. And you basically have a tent. Which is the reason I bought it in the first place, because I was going from tent camping 
into hammock camping. Yeah. And I wanted something that still felt like a tent, but let me hang from trees. Okay. And so I got the Winter Dream tarp, and I love it. It's it's still my favorite tarp. Yeah. Um, and I've got the spreader bars that you put at the top so that it opens it up, and I can actually walk around inside of it. Yeah. Which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I use that that Thunderfly, and it's got little, I would say third third doors like. It goes a third of the way down on either side, mm. um, but I, it's nice. How do you it's know really how to nice. pitch it? So it wasn't hard to pitch. Uh-huh. I mean, it's pretty easy. the The doors on the sides uh, were pretty easy to work with because I've done it with the Winter Dream. Mm. Um, the Winter Dream snaps down the sides, which is really nice. Mm. This one's not big enough for Talking snapping about to close the doors. Yeah, to close the doors off. And this yeah. one, you just got um, just some loops on the ends of the the tarp, and you can. I use shock cord. I made some continuous loops saw, out of shock cord. Yeah, they're just like plastic um, loops yeah. that overlap. Almost was, triangle shaped, yeah. I was like, are you supposed to put a... Uh, I haven't watched any videos or anything on it, but are you supposed to put like a carabiner there or something to close well, it? Well, one of the things I do with mine, I use GLTs. They're um, Loop Alien GLTs. They're these little tiny little hook kind of things, and that's what I use to do my guy lines. Mm-hmm. And what I'll do is I'll you can hook those onto a continuous loop. Mm. And so I'll do it with shock cords, so it's got a little bit of give, so it's not too rigid. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I just put a continuous loop around the one end, so I could still stake it out if I wanted to, and left the other end open. Yeah. Um, and then if I wanted to, I could still stake it out if I felt like it. Right. Didn't really see the need to, um, because there wasn't a lot of wind that night or anything, yeah. so I didn't worry about it. But it was pretty easy to use. It was nice, and it, it wasn't too awful heavy. I don't think it was like 13 ounces or something like that, or 14 ounces. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> see, I have that custom one made by. Miyagi and it's still poly but the doors they like overlap a little bit and it's got just enough of a gap at the top for your suspension to go through but then the doors they hook on either side it's like stretchy and then it just hooks yeah it's like an open hook and it's done really well but I'm still terrible at pitching tarps yeah terrible like I said, it took it took about a year for me to really dial it in to where I feel like okay, I got this now. Mm-hmm. And so it was cool because I got the Thunderfly, and I told you I said I'm. I know you're not supposed to do this. It just grab some new piece of gear and just go out in the woods and use it. <laughs> That's true, and it was like freezing at night. Yeah, but, but I it did it, and it worked. It was supposed to be not raining. Anyway, no, no, so but even if it had, mm-hmm. I mean, I was good. Yeah, I wouldn't have had any problems. I slept with the doors wide open. And just the so the way the lunar solo is is one side is all like normal. I guess it's still poly material, and the other side is like the whole thing is a net. And yeah, it has two doors that you can close. Open both those suckers up. I'll bet it felt freezing cold in there. <laughs> well, I mean, I had the the high R value sleeping. That's pad true. That's true. And the fifteen degree bag, dude. I had a zero degree top quilt. Uh, from UGQ. Oh, I bet you was warm and toasty. Brother, I was in a furnace, man. And my my underquilt. And this is the funny thing. I have a forty degree underquilt. Uh-huh. Uh, I got it. I guess in the spring is when I got it. Mm-hmm. And that thing, dude, is. I've had it down to thirty two degrees, and it was warm as all get out. Is that on UGQ as well? Yeah, yeah. I haven't pushed that one, dude. I pushed it. I I took it to Grayson Highlands. Mm-hmm. I guess it was in September, and it got down to thirty two degrees. That yeah. night, and and it shouldn't have kept me warm. Yeah, like it, it got it got colder than what initially we thought it was going to get. So yeah, I don't think it'd be a problem. That's a comfort rating that UGQ yeah. uses. It's forty degree comfort rating, dude. Yeah. I was warm. I didn't want to get out of it. Wow. Like it was awesome. And then and I was using a twenty degree and light equipment quilt on top for that. 
Yeah. But I used the zero degree quilt this weekend. It got down to 35. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh, dude. That that top quilt. And it's, I'm not kidding. Like, I've only used it in wintertime because you can't use it in the summer. It's just too hot. The You're 40? Just sweat. The, the, the zero degree. Oh, okay. The zero degree top quilt. It's just too hot. Like, if it's anything over 30 degrees, it's almost a little too warm. Uh-huh. But I knew there was a chance it could potentially dip just below 30. Mm-hmm. And it's so comfortable. Like literally, when I threw it in my in my hammock, it just puffed up. You know, it was I, unbelievable. You know what I'm excited to try? What's that? Is um, the the hammock that war bonnet? Oh, the Ridge they're, Runner. Yeah, they they sent us some products to test out. Right. And I really wanted to get my hands on their products. We're going to use them for a while. Send them back. And yeah. you know, a lot of companies do that with people that have like social media and stuff is they have an inventory of gear that they can send out to testers. Right. And I guess this is part of that inventory. So they sent me a, um, what's the name of it? The bridge hammock that Warbonnet does. You probably have to look it up. Which one now? The the bridge hammock. That's a Ridge Runner. Yeah. The Ridge Runner. Okay. Yeah, that's what you've got. So the Ridge Runner, and it's got the spreader bars. I have never spent the night in a bridge hammock. I haven't either. Spent the night in a 10-foot hammock that Jason put me in as a joke that I I didn't know. Didn't know that at 6-foot-3, a 10-foot hammock wouldn't be super comfortable. Because you would think, man, if I had a bed that was 10-foot, I mean, already in a full-size bed, it's too short for me, so I need a queen-size bed. Right, right. 10-foot hammock, no problem. Right. right? Wrong. Well, that's because because it's a gathered end. Yeah, and so it's actually substantially shorter. Right, right. But the the bridge hammocks they're spread apart. Right. So you're actually getting the full length of the hammock for the most part. It's like a little bed, and you can even use a pad in there if you want. Now I'm going to try to use an under quilt, but I'm not going to pull a JK and just take this new piece of gear just straight out into chicken. the freezing chicken. I'm going to set it up in the front yard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to set it up. I got two trees that are way too far apart in my yard, and I have to like climb up in the tree to do the suspension oh yeah because it's, it's so gotta be so high yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's so tight oh like yeah my ridgeline will be so tight if i hang out there yeah but uh it'd be a good chance to to see how it feels and at least give me a chance to figure it out here's the worst thing is if you have a new shelter and you get out and it's 40 degrees and raining and you're setting that up for the first time you're talking about the, one of the most miserable experiences you can have. Yeah. Well, I knew I knew the weather wasn't going to be that bad. Right. That right, was the right. thing with us. I mean, we got there. I mean, we didn't get there till like noon. Yeah. Like I think Jason was late, which was weird. <laughs> yeah. That was weird. I beat him twice on that. Trip. I know you were. You got there before he got. There. Well, we came together. So, like we stopped and grabbed lunch right. on the way. But uh, and then and then after the next morning. You were all, I was all packed up. I came back to see where you guys were. You were packed up, and Jason was still packing. Dude, I'm telling you, me with a tent. It's yeah. so much faster because I have a process oh, yeah. with my hammock. Yeah. The first thing I do, unless it's raining, is I'll put that tarp up. Then I will stuff my underquilt into the backpack. I'll start putting my sleeping bag and stuff in there. And then the last thing I do is I roll. I want everything prepped up and ready to go to make it as easy as possible the next time I take out my shelter system. Yeah. So I will roll up my um, straps. I have some that are from Dutch. Dutch yep, wear. I've got the same ones. Yeah. So I roll those suckers up, stick them in my Brad Pod that Miyagi made. I love and the Brad Pod. I've got one of those too. <laughs> For those that don't know, it's like a 
Just like a little pouch you can stick your ridge line and your straps in. Yeah, Brett, his name is Bradley Friend. He's known as Miyagi on the trail. Him mm-hmm. and his wife Trips. They're both awesome people. On YouTube. He's and on YouTube. He's on YouTube. And he started a company called Trailcraft. And I'm not sure when they're going to start actually selling things. Yeah. But that's coming. I mean, he's he's planning on, on selling his gear. He makes hammocks. Uh, I think he's he's he was talking today like he's wanting to figure out how to make a quilt. I don't know how realistic that is, but he actually talked about it on a on a comment I saw today on Instagram. But uh, he makes these little pods, and it's just a little pocket for your stuff, for your your ridge line for your hammock mm-hmm. or for your uh, your your tarp, and then the suspension for your hammock. And it's great because anybody who's worked with hammocks knows you get sap and junk all over your straps, yeah. and the last thing you want to do is get that all in your backpack and on your stuff. Yeah, so it keeps them separate. Right. Yeah, you don't really need them if um, your straps are clean and dry. Yeah. But if you're hanging around pines or if it's rained, you got to stick those straps somewhere. Right. Or maybe you don't because you're a tenter. Right. Well, see, I'm different than you when I tear down. Like you say, you tear down your tarp first. Yeah, because I'm tall. Well, what I do is, is I take out the front side of it and flip it over. And then I start, I start taking oh, everything else okay. down. Yeah. So, because the tarp's one of the last things that goes in my backpack, because uh-huh. it goes in the back pocket. Yeah. Or the front pocket. It just depends on who you're talking to. They call it the front pocket, but it's the furthest thing from my back. So I always call it the back pocket. <laughs> the I never, I've never said why they call it a front pocket, because it's like, but it's at the back. I don't get it. Anyways, I but, got you. That but, makes sense. Yeah. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me, but it's all good. But, uh, but I always put that in last, uh-huh. or at least one of the last things, because it needs to stay out there, because if it's wet, I don't want to go inside my backpack. So, so you never stick it inside your backpack? I stick it in that back pocket. Wow. Yeah. I put it inside the snake skin and then throw it in the back pocket. Yeah. That's how I do mine every time. So I, Maybe I should get some snake skins. Dude, those things are awesome. It's the double style. I've got the ones that are like double. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure if I like those better than because I've never had the, the full length ones. Uh-huh. Uh, Miyagi swears by the full length <laughs> ones. Dude, let me tell you about this. So... <laughs> Man, we talk a lot about Jason, but he's such a good friend. That's, yes. That's why I backpack yes. with him so much. He's so much fun. Yes, he is. So we we went on this trip to the Smokies that actually Miyagi had planned. And yeah, I was supposed to go on that. I just couldn't get off for that one. I remember well, that, yeah. I was lucky enough to go, and I got to camp at pretty much the exact same time as everybody else. Like, I caught him. Got yeah. there late, but caught him. And then Jason was packing. He was, uh, <laughs> he had all this stuff like sprawled out and he's like setting up his, his hammock and that kind of thing. And it was a really sucky place to set up because we were just on a hill, a very bad incline. But in a hammock, the good thing is, is even you on. You don't a, need to worry about inclines. Right. But it does suck whenever you're like sitting there and your feet can't touch the ground because right, right. you're on the hill. So, <laughs> excuse me. He sets up his tarp and stuff, and he's getting the snake skins. And he said something along the lines of, oh, I only have half of it. It's like one that comes from each side. Yeah, that's what I have. So it didn't. he didn't have enough to cover the full thing, so he was so confused. We spent like probably 10 minutes trying to figure so it out. So it was still sitting on the other end of his tarp, and he <laughs> no, just hadn't pulled it over? He or? literally had brought one snake skin. <laughs> <laughs> so only brought half of it. I guess maybe it was the next day. This trip has That's been a while great. for me, yeah. so I may be misspeaking. But you can go back and watch the video. That's great. So he uh, maybe we were packing it up the next day, and he was putting it on. He's like, "Why is this not fitting? Like we couldn't fit the whole thing in there." Poor guy. But 
We figured it out. That's pretty funny, dude. I I want to get the snake skins, but I think I want to wait until I get a Dyneema tarp. I mean, it's up to you. I love it with my... I've got two of them. Well, I'm going to be honest. This tarp doesn't belong to me. Miyagi That's true. sent it to me, and he was like, try this out and see if the dimensions fit and see how it pitches and what we need to move. Because I had him to sew on... Um, the pullouts, like yours has the pullouts. Yeah, yeah, that I you love put, the pullouts, yeah. Mm-hmm, spreads it out and gives you, it is like a tent. It's like a there. tent on the inside, absolutely. And I can do the same thing with trekking poles or a stick or something if I want to put it over the ridge line. And then it's got pullouts that are, gives you so much space. Yeah. So we need to mod that and move the, the pullouts because we made this from scrap, right? Right, right. I basically was like... Um, and it's heavy too, isn't it? Yeah, it's heavy because it's so big. Yeah. So with a 13 foot tarp, well, if you weren't seven feet tall, I know that's you what wouldn't it is. have a problem, man. Great on the basketball court, terrible for backpacking. Oh man, all your terrible. stuff's heavy. Everybody needs to be five foot eight if they're going backpack. Here's the thing about being fat: it's horrible on the basketball field or basketball court. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible on the basketball court, and it's even worse backpacking. <laughs> yeah, which is why I'm trying to lose weight because being fat backpacking sucks. Yes, dude. Not fun. Not fun at all. Yeah, it's hard because I remember, um, I can't remember. I think it was maybe as the crow flies. We're in a group text with him, and he was asking, or maybe it's you. Somebody was asking about how how to like lighten your load while backpacking. Was that you? I was asking you guys. I was thinking about doing a video, and then nobody responded with a serious answer. So. No, I responded with a serious answer. You did? What'd you yeah. say? I can't remember what I said, but it was... Uh, <clears throat> It was a serious answer. You, you I think I think Dan did. Dan did. He yeah. responded with a serious answer. I put, I don't remember what I put, but somebody put, as bad as it sounds, like one of the best ways is to lose weight. Right. Because, I mean, there's a big difference. How much money does it cost to save 10 pounds on your base weight? I mean, it's oh, a lot of, of money. Yeah. Yeah, probably, unless you're just like bringing too much stuff. But if you right, have your right, gear right. dialed into what you want and you have budget-friendly gear... It costs so, if you want to save 10 pounds, it costs so much money. You're probably talking about a new backpack. Exactly. Probably talking about a new tent. Exactly. Probably talking about a new sleeping bag yep. or shell, or a sleeping pad or whatever. But if you lost 10 pounds of body fat, but maybe you can't. Well, here's the thing, man. When, when I get done losing weight, mm-hmm. and I've got a very specific goal, it's like 110 pounds. Yeah. Actually, it's 120 pounds. 121 pounds. Yeah. Big goal. 121 pounds. Imagine if you change your base weight by 121 pounds. Astronomical, man. Yeah, dude. One of the things, I don't know if you remember, we were hiking back uh, the other day, like towards our cars at the very end. Uh-huh. And I looked at you guys and I said, you remember the last time we did this, we were here with Ben McMillan mm-hmm. and I kept having to stop. Yeah, take a break. Take a break and catch a breather. And I didn't stop once because I started losing weight. You know, you take thirty. I've got, I've lost thirty pounds of base weight. Yeah, you know? congratulations. So, so man. You, you drop off thirty pounds of base weight, and it's amazing how much easier it is to hike. Yeah, and uh, for each of those ten pounds, it's like I, I can't remember the amount of pressure off your knees that is, and the amount of pressure that is off your back. But man, just the, just that alone, just the way it transforms how you can hike and what you can do, and also another thing a lot of people don't realize is the, the amount of miles of blood vessels that run through your body mm-hmm. when you're overweight. Because when that fat develops, there are blood vessels going through that fat. 
And so you're literally adding miles and miles and miles of blood vessels to your body, making your heart work that much harder. Yeah, because the heart's job is to pump blood, and that blood carries oxygen to all the essential places like your muscles, your brain. So fat. Yeah. I mean, it really does. Like, fat's an organ. Like, it's a, it's a part of your body. And um, when you have excess amounts of fat, you're you're adding pressure on your heart mm. to keep up with that. So imagine just how much easier cardio is when you're not having to pump miles and miles of blood that you were having to pump before. Mm-hmm. So it's just a, it's a great way to, <laughs> to lower your base yeah. weight. I want to encourage everybody. And if you're on the Backpacking Podcast YouTube channel, hello. Thanks for watching the uh, video version too. I want to encourage everybody. It may not look like it, but like in 2016, I weighed 300 pounds. Right. And weight loss is a big journey. And I don't want that to stop you from backpacking because backpacking is actually a great tool to lose weight. Yeah. You're restricting your calories because you literally can't go to the fridge and get a snack. No. It's not going to happen. Whatever you And you might forget there. your meal at the truck. Oh, yeah. You forgot your meal. <laughs> you might forget your meal at the truck, and you're guaranteed you're not going to eat all your food. Yeah. So you're restricting your calories, yeah. and that's the energy you're putting into your body. Right. And you're doing something that is high activity. So you're burning calories. You're carrying weight on your back as you're doing that mm-hmm. activity. It's like wearing a weight vest. Yep. Even if you're just hiking, you're not actually backpacking. You are still doing something that is probably much more above the activity level, at least what I was doing. I was doing nothing. I was just sitting around playing video games and gaining weight. Yeah. So I don't want to discourage anybody with the conversation we're having. I wanted to encourage that even if you are overweight, getting out and doing backpacking is an absolute great tool. Well, just as a just as a sideline to this whole thing, um, if you want to see that fat people can do things, go watch our videos from the Red River Gorge. I mean, I mean, that's serious. That's not that's not a yes. That's not so you can watch the videos. It's so you can see. We did something called Indian Staircase, mm-hmm. and you don't see a lot of heavy heavier people doing it because they're scared yeah. of it. It's hard. But I did it. Physically demanding. I'm a big dude. Mm-hmm. I'm a big dude, and I did it. Mm-hmm. And and if I can do it, I'm telling you, if I can do it at 47 years old, mm-hmm. which I got older, <laughs> uh, I'm at 40, I'm 47 years old, and I did it. Right. And if I can do that, I mm-hmm. can guarantee that other people can do that. Yeah. And that's that's so, it, like, don't be afraid just because of your weight right. not to go backpacking. When I started out backpacking, I was a big dude. I, was, I still am a big dude. I'm not mm-hmm. skinny. I'm not even, like... I'm obese. I'm not even like fat. I'm obese, and I know that. That's why I'm trying to lose weight. Right, taking um, steps toward. I'm trying to move from obese to fat, from fat to chubby, and from chubby to sexy. That's where I'm going <laughs> with this, you know. It's so like, but but I got to hit each of those along the way, right. and you know, it's 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 a battle. It's a challenge, and uh, luckily right now I've got a really good tribe built around me of other people doing the same thing, mm-hmm. and uh, they're cheering me on. I'm cheering them on, and. Uh, we're actually planning this next summer to all of us get together and celebrate our weight loss. Wow. So, yeah, we're going to do a, a combined hike somewhere. We don't know where yet, yeah. but we're all going to get together. And we're just going to celebrate how much weight we've lost, and it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Here's something that some people don't think about, um, especially when it comes to being overweight. What happened to me a lot was I would sweat. Even, like, if I had to walk to my next class on campus or something, it wasn't very far. Walking up a hill, I'm sweating. So... If you're backpacking and you're overweight, a little hack, I like to hang a towel off of my shoulder strap. Yeah. And then, because you got to think about it, the the more surface area, this is just scientific fact, the more surface area that is on your body 
and the more fat, the more that your skin is stretching and right. giving room for that fat to exist, the more area has to cool. Yep. That's why you're sweating so much. Your body is accounting for that extra surface area of your skin, and that's your largest largest organ, your skin. So what's happening is you're needing to sweat more. That sweat's evaporating. It's releasing energy. Right. And that's what's cooling you down. So if that's the case and you're you're a heavy sweater, and some people are just anyway, like Jason, they call him the faucet. Oh, my gosh. Because he yeah. sweats so much. But keeping a towel right there, whatever it is, pack towel or whatever, tied, perfect to wipe that sweat off your face. Yeah. little hack. I just like to sweat everywhere and look like I'm trying <laughs> really hard. That's... That's my goal. I like to look as nasty as I possibly can when I'm hiking so people just feel sorry for me. They're like, man, he's really working hard. Way to go, fat guy. You know who the cleanest person <laughs> ever on trail is? Tim Watson. Tim Watson, I can say that from watching the dude's videos. I don't even think he's ever gotten dirt on his pants. Shark tucked. He looked he looked clean the whole time in Colorado. I couldn't believe it. He almost died. Still looked clean. Shirt doesn't tucked even, in. Doesn't even hike with a hat on. You know, I don't know what it is. I think it may be the mustache. Well, it's a beard now. Maybe it's a secret weapon. It might be. I don't know. He may have lost strength since he grown the beard. Since he's grown the beard, uh, we watched or his did live he stream. Gain strength. I don't think so because he doesn't produce as many videos. But maybe that's the point. He's <laughs> <laughs> like he doesn't even have to produce videos. <laughs> yeah, and people will view it. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't think that's the way it works. I don't though. think it does either. <laughs> I'm just throwing stuff out there because I can. So, dude, we are hitting the almost hour mark on this thing right now. So Let's go get um, some lunch. We're going to get some lunch here in a second. But before we do that, um, got any ideas for some trips for this year that you might be doing? Uh, I know that I definitely am going to do a three-day solo. And we're recording this a little bit early, right? We're, We're actually in real time about to come into 2021. It's almost a new year. So you're listening to this after it's been recorded, obviously. And I think I'm going to take two trips at the beginning of January, maybe one later on. But I definitely want to do a three-day solo two-night. And I think yeah. what I'm going to do is just have Bridget to drop me off to where we got to on the Sheltoe, which is about 50-ish miles in to Yamacraw Bridge. I think I'm just going to have her to drop me off, and I'm going to hike. Up to Cumberland? Well, I take it back. I'm going to have her to drop me off a little bit farther up and i'll come back and do the section that i skipped yeah but it, i have a choice of either doing 29 and some change in those three days mm-hmm. or 42 there's like none in between there's no road say, pickup i've done the yamakrata to uh to the falls mm-hmm. to cumberland falls but i've already done 10 miles that section that's 31 miles yeah so you don't want to do all of that i don't want to do the 10 miles that i've already done yeah that makes sense yeah you can always do uh Cumberland Falls to Lake Laurel or Laurel Lake. I think that it won't pass Cumberland Falls. It will, the pullout spot is right past Laurel Lake. So it'll be where Highway 27 is. It'll be 10 miles past the intersection of Highway 27. Okay. Is where I would start. And then I would pull out uh, a little bit past Laurel, Laurel Lake. Yeah. I don't know. So you do it in January or you can do it in the spring? No, I'm going to do that either. It'll be beginning of January. I don't know. I'm still off school. They extended my break. I'm a teacher, and they extended my break because of COVID because all the people like went and traveled and met family, so they're giving it time to die down uh, like yeah, a couple yeah, weeks. Gotcha, gotcha. So they extended the time I go back to school to January the 11th. Oh, okay. So now 
I have an extra week to backpack in, and you're yeah. literally just on vacation. So I'm like, why not do a solo? Because I've never done more than an overnight solo. I've done oh, a really? couple. Okay. I've done, I think, two overnighters solo. Other than that, I've always been with somebody else, besides a long trail, but I met friends on that too. Yeah. So that's that's my immediate, like what I'm going to be doing next Right. Week. What about you? What do you got planned? Well, uh, in January, I'm going to be... Uh, I'm gonna be heading to um I don't know yet. I've got three I got two buddies of mine, Josh, who you've met, mm. Josh Manon, uh, and then my buddy Julio, who's done some hiking with me as well. Um they're uh, the three of us are gonna get together and do something. Sure. We don't know what yet. Uh, but we're gonna do that probably over Martin Luther King weekend. Yeah. So I think we're gonna go south, try and find some warmer hiking weather. Yeah. Uh nothing against winter backpacking. It's fun. It's cold up here. But it's not cold up here. It's cold up north of I here. I know. People but, make fun of me. But, but I don't think we're going to go north. I think we're going to go south. Yeah. Um. I don't know where yet. I haven't figured that out. I know in November I'm going to go back to Alabama again. I yeah. think that's going to be a yearly trip going to hang out with Crow because I really like Crow a lot. So uh, I think that's going to be something that I'm definitely going to do. Mm. Um. Like I said, in the summer I'm going to do a trip with those with my buddies from the weight loss group. Uh, not sure if that's going to be like an overnight or what, but definitely going to do something there. Guaranteed I'll be doing overnights in the Red River Gorge, Big South Fork. Um, I have a goal again this year that I want to hit five different states. You know, I want to yeah. hit the Linville Gorge at some point. Like, I definitely want to hit the Linville Gorge. Oh, dude, you got to do that trip we did. Yeah, after seeing your all's videos, I'm really interested in that. Um, I want to I wanna backpack some more of the Pinhoti Trail. Uh-huh. Um, we've already done some of it, and I think that may be something where I section hike it. And yeah, and just knock out the Pinhoti Trail. You know that that's a cool trail, and uh, I think it would have been better had it not been a hurricane like a month before or two months before. A lot of blowdowns, man. Yeah, man. A lot of campsites were like devastated. Like just yeah, you just couldn't walk through. Yeah, just there was trees down everywhere. Mm. So, um, but I like it back on the Pinhoti Trail. Do some of that. Uh, like I said, I want to get. I definitely want to get down to where you guys were. Those views, man. Yeah, that was beautiful. You'll have to. I want to do that, and then. uh I'm going to I'm going to do the Laurel Highlands Trail, and yeah. uh, in November I'll be doing that solo. I've never been there. That's awesome too. Yeah, I'm real excited about that one. I'm I'm doing a like a youth event that weekend where I'm speaking for the weekend, and uh, then after that's over, I'm going to take that next week <laughs> and do the Laurel Highlands Trail. You know, fantastic, dude. So, that's yeah, I'm, awesome. I'm pretty pumped about that. So that'll be my my second. I guess that's I don't, I don't is that a considered a long trail. I don't know. It's like 70-something miles. It's not super long. but I mean, I would consider that a long trail. Well, that'll be my second one. So yeah. I've done the Sheltoe and then that. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm going to probably section hike the Pinhoti. Mm. Uh, and then 2022. I know it's it's a ways ahead, but I really want to do the Tahoe Rim Trail. Yeah. So I'm thinking it may take a couple weeks, three weeks, whatever it takes, and and do the Tahoe Rim Trail yeah. in 2022. But that's way off. That's like not even the same year. Yeah, but still so, you can start planning now. Yeah, because the plan is 2024 I'm doing the John Muir. Yeah. I know people are like, why 2024? I turn 50. Yeah. So I'm going to be a 50-year-old who does John Muir Trail. That's my plan. So we'll see how that goes. Also, we're supposed to be doing a couple nights with Plug It In in yeah. February down in Tennessee. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of excited about that, too. Oh, I'm really looking. I saw that on my calendar yesterday. Yeah. I was like, oh, yes. Yeah. Go hiking with Benny. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. So cool stuff coming up, man. <laughs> cool stuff coming up. I cannot <laughs> wait to get back out. Everybody stay tuned for the guests, too. Oh, my gosh. Wait till you guys see these <laughs> guests. 
I, I'm so excited about We're this, hopping man. it up. I'm good. so excited I think it's about worth this. it, though. Yeah. Well, man, it's been good talking to you. We're a little scatterbrained today, but it's been a while, so, you know. Get back in the swing of things, That's what man. people got to expect from us. Hopefully everybody enjoyed. Yeah. Well, we got some more episodes we're going to be recording. We got our buddy Brian, who's going to be on the next episode. Yes. So we're real excited about that Smoky Mountain Trail signs. Yes. Really I can't wait cool to hear stuff. all about it. Yeah. So for myself and Jeremiah, thanks for tuning in, and we will catch you on the next one. All right. Adios, folks. Adios.